how do you pick just one? Hey, it's Friday, and it wasn't easy, but we do have a winner. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, there's still a long way to go in the 21st century, but our windows are us Jerk of the Week winner for this week is doing a really good job of laying the groundwork to become Jerk of the Century. He's still running for president, at least he thinks he is, but nobody's going to vote for Beto O'Rourke. During the debate, he doubled down on his plan to confiscate all the AR-15s and AK-47s, and he was asked about it on CNN by Allison Camerata. So this is the right thing to do, and I, and I fully expect my fellow Americans to follow the law. You expect mass shooters to follow the law? It doesn't make sense that people are going to hand over their assault weapons. If they're mass shooters, if they want to do harm to people, they're not going to follow the law. So then what's your plan? Yeah. So I, I don't know that you make any law or stop making any law because you fear that some people... Yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No need to go on. You had Jerk of the Week wrapped up at hello. Beto O'Rourke is your Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us. Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. Yeah, so there he is. It's a tough week to pick one jerk, but we got one. That would be Beto O'Rourke. When we come back, we're going to talk about a lot of jerks. They all could win Jerk of the Week. And they work for a school board. We'll talk about some really stupid stuff from education. Where else? That's where we always find it. Right here on the John Stoggerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters and Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. 
Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Steigerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed? terms on you. What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost but quality with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. That's MarleyFG.com. FY, it's about more than sports and working out. It's about making my community better. Living a healthier life. Spending time together as a family. It's where I go to learn and play after school. The Y strengthens communities. By helping kids reach their full potential. Encouraging healthy living. And inspiring social responsibility. Get involved. Find a Y near you. Visit YMCA.net. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, there's plenty of stupidity in the world. You can find a lot in Washington, D.C., I'm pretty sure you've noticed. But in 2019, there may be no more likely place to find stupidity than in schools. And not just on college campuses. Uh, You can find it in the preschool. Joy Pullman, the executive editor at The Federalist and an expert on education, wrote a piece about unbelievable stupidity with preschoolers out in Illinois. Joy joins us now. Thanks for being here, Joy. Thanks for asking. So um, uh, what was the week of LGBT curriculum at the Evanston-Skokie, Illinois, school district all about? Well, this school district in Illinois was kind of ahead of the curve of a new law that Illinois has passed requiring all schools to teach about LGBT history starting in 2020. So this district um, is a more liberal district, so already working was already working on that when the law passed. And so this year they put it into place by having what they called, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to remember all of the acronyms. Usually I just go with LGBT, but I think they did LGBTQ+. Week um, at their school this last week, and so I got a look at some of the curriculum um, that they were using uh, with the children, and I focused, you know, simply because uh, it's most. I think the contrast or the explanation of what they're teaching is strongest when you look at what they're teaching to three, literally three, four, and five year olds. Um, so I wrote about that, um, and then what happened is during that week, while the kids were coming home to their parents telling them what they were learning in these schools. And or maybe I should give an example. So these, these preschoolers, for example, were taught that they could be transgender, just like Jazz Jennings, who is a teenage transgender celebrity. They were told that if you, you know, transgenderism is if you feel, you know, like a boy or a girl in your head, but you have a different body from what you feel like. 
Um, you know, they were told about transgender pronouns. They were told that, you know, um, being gay or lesbian means just loving someone who is a boy or a girl like you. Um, so, I mean, and again, these are three-year-olds. Three-year-olds don't know anything about sex, and they're already being taught about, like, lesbianism. I don't know about... Hey, Joy, you know what else? Parents, yeah, you know what else they ahead. don't know about? Pronouns. <laughs> yes, right. They don't even know what a pronoun is. Right, right. right. Sorry to interrupt, but I <laughs> right. had to throw that in there. No, that's fine. Right, right. So, you know, so I'm just looking at this, and, I, you know, and I'm looking at some of the videos that they're showing to these little tykes. You know, I've got a four-year-old... <laughs> And I'm thinking about it being like, what a confusing, you know, pile of nonsense it would be for, for my baby. Um, so I wrote about that. And so parents, you know, also when they started getting wind of it in this school district, uh, they start, you know, started to complain. There there was a school board committee meeting that week. Um, several, I think it was 30 dozen, 30, not 30, 30 parents, you know, showed up and complained about it. Um, and so we, a local um, organization called the Evanston Roundtable and local news paper I uh, wrote about that and the response from the school district was amazing and by amazing I mean horrific um, and I actually have done a decent I mean I, I have uh, been an education reporter so I've done just straight news reporting on local school districts in a number of um, districts around the country and I wish I could say that the way that the school board responded to these parents was some kind of fluke or unusual but it's actually pretty typical to do what they did. That's scary because uh, the headline of your piece is Six crazy school district responses to parents mad about LGBT indoctrination of preschoolers. So let's let's start with number one of the six that teaching transgenderism to preschoolers is age appropriate. According to exactly. who? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so in the curriculum itself, uh, in, in a statement that the district put out about it, they twice use the phrase age appropriate to describe teaching transgenderism to preschoolers. And um, that was also repeated at this board meeting that I talked about. And I mean, my response basically to that is if you think, you know, teaching three-year-olds about transgenderism and age appropriate, then you've really discredited yourself from being an education expert. <laughs> and um, so what, what's in that curriculum that uh, the, the, um, the, te- the teaching transgenderism I guess, curriculum. I mean, what? Well, the, there was a number, I mean, there was a very large number for, for the preschool set of, you know, these, uh, these picture books that parents might have heard about. The, you know, really well-known one is Heather Has Two Mommies. Right, right. So that introduces preschoolers to lesbian parents. There were some books about, uh, you know, pronouns. There was a book called um, My Princess Boy, uh, which is a story about, uh, it, it was actually, that's one of the more aggressive ones. It's a story um, about a little boy who likes to wear princess dress, which, you know, little boys dress up in, in dresses, and they're, that's totally normal. It's wonderful, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of my, you know, I have, so since I have a four-year-old, I have, you know, lots of friends with little, you know, little boys about his same age, and it's completely normal for boys to try on, you know, high heels and dresses, and that doesn't mean that they are, you know, there's nothing sexual about that. They haven't hit puberty. They're right. just, you know, like, you know, playing, they're playing, right. you know, and, so, and nowadays the, the cultural situation is such that now, uh, depending on, you know, a certain kind of parent might see her child behaving normally like a child does at age three or four and dressing in whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden start coaching the child. Oh, this means, you know, you're transgender and we have to start cutting, you know, giving you hormones that will make you infertile for life and cutting off your healthy genitals. Um, I mean, yeah. A friend of mine, Jane Robbins, has done some research and has found that in the United States there have already been double mastectomies done on girls as young as 13. Um, 
So <laughs> this isn't this isn't just ideology we're talking about. We're talking about active and present and existing harm to very people who are kids who are too young to know what's going on to to make yeah. these sorts of extreme decisions about themselves, and it's being pushed by people who think that it's completely age appropriate to start. You know, making little kids think this way when they're so young and innocent. Yeah, I have pictures of myself when I was five or six, and I'm I'm wearing two six guns and a cowboy hat. You know, that was back <laughs> back when westerns, <clears throat> excuse me, were big on TV, and I didn't grow up to be a cowboy. I don't I, I don't own any six guns, and you know I don't wear my guns. All right, on a you know the kids. If the kid, you know, so we have a lion costume that I bought. You know, we, my kids like dress up. You know, so my, my kid puts it on and wanders around, you know, growling. I don't think, yeah. oh, my goodness, he is actually an animal. Right. That's sick. <laughs> Even though he might act like a little animal, you know, some but, of the time I know that he is a boy, you know, it's yeah. just play. Well, here, here's what so, here's what bothers me about this. And, and I, I don't this isn't necessarily uh, in the context of your column. But every time I do a story like this about this insanity, um. I, I I have to I the, the number that I've seen is that the number of transgender human beings uh, in the United States I think it is is zero point zero five percent. So if you mm-hmm. have a if you have a school uh, that let's say they have uh, two thousand kids in the in the district who are in preschool, mm-hmm. the, the ch- if you do that math, I don't know what that comes out to. It comes out to maybe three kids who might might have this issue okay that they've it would be five kids okay five all right good then five but that that's if that's if it first of all if that number is correct and number two if the if if that is an average school district maybe it's below average there so five max the entire Mm -hmm. education system has to be changed to accommodate that now this is what i don't understand and i never see any stories about anybody questioning whether even if you even if it is good for the people who are supposed to be afflicted with this, and I think it's an affliction, um, that that it's still not right to accommodate them at the expense of ninety nine point five percent of the rest of the people on Earth. And that's what I don't get. And and what what do you find about? I mean, I think the real reason for that is that the left sees schools not as places to educate people into self government, which is the reason that the United States has public schools in the first place. Mm-hmm. But they see public schools as a place to basically turn to mold people. I mean, the the left ha- has the basic philosophical premise that people themselves don't make bad choices; they are forced by the institutions. To make bad choices. So no one's responsible for his or her behavior, but it, you know, always is, you know, the system or society that is responsible and needs to change in order to fix whatever problem you're talking about. So they try to control and use institutions like public schools to manipulate people into being their version of utopia, and it never has good results. I mean, uh, the right is not, the, the right has historically been, for the past century, very bad about talking about public education. We really shouldn't need to be because most people really agree with the right about the purpose of an education, which is to make, I mean, I just saw a survey uh, the other week that was talking about um, from, from Real Clear Politics, and they um, asked the Americans what they thought public schools should be doing. And I mean, the very top things were making good citizens, learning to read and write, mm-hmm. you know, making people who will be productive and contributing to society. You know, these, these are things that, you know, I mean, we're talking... 70, 80 percent of Americans, you know, thought that that was the most important thing for schools to be doing. Americans don't think schools should be the site of social agendas. But because 
America's public schools are controlled, centrally controlled. Um, they are not locally controlled anymore. That gives special interests too much power over the system, and they use, they abuse their power, and they, uh, you know, you know, use a public schools. Uh, to further their political agenda, which is more more important than that to them than kids actually learning to read and, and write and contribute to their neighborhood. Absolutely, and and uh, another uh, topic that you that they threw out there that you have, I think it's number two on your in your piece is sex education isn't sex education. That's what they told people. That's right. I mean, so at the, the school board meeting, um, I think it was the district superintendent for curriculum, assistant superintendent. Um, said something openly that I have known because I've you know followed a number of cases like this, which is that when public schools teach about gender identity, basically LGBT issues, they are making sure to deliberately not do so under the umbrella of sex ed, because that and that is explicitly because um, this superintendent said. Um, that the uh, because sex ed has regulations on it, you know, put there by state. So there's basically legal um, restrictions on sex ed. So usually, you know, often states will have things like parents have to have the right to see the sex ed curriculum before their kids are taught it. They have to have the right maybe to be opted out or given something alternative to do during the sex ed time. So they don't want the kids to opt out. They don't want the parents to be seeing the curriculum. And I'm not saying that as a conspiracy theory. That was actually reported by the local newspaper that the school board said, you know, they wanted they were they considered hiding the curriculum from parents and hiding the times of instruction so that no kids could possibly get out of learning it. Um, and so that is a deliberate strategy by people who are creating this kind of instruction and pushing it on public schools. Yeah, that's what you had as number four. Let's deliberately keep parents in the dark. Um, yep. The other thing about this, too, is that I think might be lost to people who aren't old enough like me, is that um, I didn't know anybody who went to preschool. And I knew a lot of kids who didn't go to kindergarten. And not everybody went to kindergarten. Now, uh, I guess it's because women have gone to work and not as many women are at home, are, are at home taking care of their kids. But yeah, and there's a the movement among the Democrats to make me pay for uh, other people uh, to send their three year old to school to learn this stuff. They want they want, you know, K K through 12. They want to be have paid and they want uh, they want government funded uh, preschool for everybody. That's what they're out there promising. And that's this is what they're going to teach to them at three years old. Exactly. I mean, and, and I have to be clear, I, I just sampled the three to five curriculum, but all the kids, this, this public school district only teaches kids pre-K through eighth grade. Yeah. You know, so all of the kids through all the grades, it wasn't just the three to five year olds who were taught this. The older kids were taught more in-depth things and more detail about, um, you know, about these issues. But I mean, I think it's bad enough, you know, at the preschool level. So that indicates kind of to you what's going on for the bigger kids. But your issue, you know, about preschool is absolutely right. I, ha- I mean, I have to make clear, I am a full-time working mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I don't have any animus towards working women. I, I like my job. It's great. But, but I mean, that, I think, you know, we have to be honest about the fact that, you know, trying to fit in a family and a work career for a woman is very difficult. And that's not because of anything a woman is doing wrong. It's just because both of those are really time-consuming tasks. Right. So a lot of the pressure... For, I mean, moms want to believe that it is good for their kids to be separated from them at a young age because it's really convenient for us. I mean, I have to be honest. You know, yeah. it would make my working life a lot easier if I took my four-year-old and put him somewhere else for, you know, more hours a week. But I actually have studied the preschool research and, and written rather extensively on this. 
So, for example, when uh, the province of Quebec in Canada instituted um, a full-time zero, I mean, starting, I think it was six weeks after birth, you know, all the way till school started, um, um, policy of a government paid child care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they always call it preschool, but really it's babysitting. I mean, I've, I've right. again, I've taught preschool classes. <laughs> you know, the kids don't learn anything in preschool that they can't learn at home with their mothers, you know, unless their home is really a mess. And most people don't have a, a <laughs> terrible, messy home like that. Most kids are fine with their mothers right. or their grandmothers or their auntie or whatever. Anyway, but so in Quebec, I think, I mean, the vast, it was something like, 75 to 80 percent of the kids there then, you know, very quickly started going to these government preschool centers from a young age. And they followed those kids long term and they found dramatic increases in aggression and emotional um, problems among the kids and in, in misbehavior and in, in crime, teenage crime. Um, I mean, it, I mean, and, and that just re- I mean, we have seen some of this in other things, but the Quebec is the latest and it's the most comprehensive, the biggest program you know, that has been recently studied. And it had a very, very striking negative results for kids. And I think that's something we really need to, you know, it just reinforces that kids need their mothers. And we don't always have the ideal situation, right? I mean, um, I, you know, I, I have to work to help support my family. That's right. fine. But there are, I think it really helps when people, re- if, if you, understand that the child needs his mother as much as possible, then you do as much as you possibly can to help make as much of that possible. And the more you can do of that, the better. And so people just need to know the truth, you know, that the little people need their, I mean, big kids need their mothers too, but it's very important for the little ones to have their mother. And once they're given that information, then they can make better choices and really care for and love their kids. And that's really what moms want to do. And the problem is, you know, when moms are told something that's not true, about their kids, and then they accidentally hurt their babies, and then they can't fix it years later, you know, then they have to, the kids are in therapy, you know, the the family's wondering, why is Johnny so withdrawn, blah, 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 you know, that could have been fixed had we told the truth to moms and dads and let them then make better decisions based on that. I'm up against a hard break, Joy. I only have about a minute left. We're talking to Joy Pullman, executive editor at The Federalist, uh, author of uh, of The Education Invasion, How Common Core Fights Parents for Control of American Kids. What you just said there, I, bl- I agree 100%. But it, it was it's always been one thing to get for a mother to want to keep their kids at home if she can and be home with their kids. But this stuff that you're writing about in your column today, the stuff that's going on out there in Illinois, that should make mothers want to keep their kids as far away as they can from the schools. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> no matter how much they're uh, underfoot when they're trying to, you know, take care of their home. Absolutely. I mean, and I mean, I, you know, I have five kids. <laughs> yeah. I know very well how much of a distraction they can be. But they're also, I mean, ever, they get a bad rep, but... But they are wonderful. They they love their mother. They love their fat daddy. They love their family. And it really is a blessing to our lives. And I think people know that, right? right. Um, we just need more opportunities to experience that. So hold your kids close, both when they're small yeah. and when they're bigger. Pay attention. I mean, literally go look up what your kids are learning. And don't ask only for the sex ed curriculum because they don't teach it of that. Ask for their gender identity in, information. And it's also being taught in history now. In, um, in English and reading classes, you know, so you really, really have to be very careful about Sick. what your kids are learning in school. Well, I was one of five kids, and I was an angel. I just want to let you know that, so I never <laughs> caused sure. anybody any trouble. <laughs> I appreciate you being on, Joy. Always good to have you. You write great stuff on this subject. I wish everybody would read it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay, and that's Joy Pullman. We'll be right back. 
With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump names his replacement for outgoing Energy Secretary Rick Perry. The president tweeted that he's nominating Dan Brulette, a deputy to Perry, to replace him in the top job at the Energy Department. He said that Brulette's experience in the area is unparalleled and calls him a total professional. The president also thanked Perry for an outstanding job. The former Texas governor plans to leave the administration at the end of the year. Greg Clegston, Washington. For the first time in half century of spacewalking, a woman floated out without a male crewmate. Astronauts Christina Koch and Jessica Meir worked outside the International Space Station today, replacing a broken part of the station's power grid. About 25,000 teachers and staff on strike for a second day today after months of negotiations ended without a contract between the union and the Chicago city. This is SRN News. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty, which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through October 31st. Come in today and enjoy a credit of up to $1,500 towards your first two payments through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end, it's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first two months payment and certified pre-owned warranties. Dr. Sebastian Gorka isn't sold on the polls. I think polling is dead. You know when I realized that Donald Trump has a shot? It's when I got out of the coastal areas and I saw yard signs. Yard signs for Donald Trump and none for Hillary. That is more effective than any poll I have ever seen. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. Some window replacement companies offer only one window model that might not meet your taste or budget. At Pella, we determine which window or door style will give you the features you want in three types of materials. Pella has blinds between the glass, innovative screening options, and lots more. Don't settle for a one-window model choice that really is no choice at all. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Hi, this is John Jokin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet, and it is officially Chevy Truck Month. Calusi has a huge selection of Silverados in stock, and right now you can qualify for over $9,500 off the MSRP on select models of the new 2019 Silverado All-Star. Plus, only during Truck Month, there's no monthly payments for 90 days for well-qualified buyers and when you finance with GM Financial. Check them out at Calusi.com. 
Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. 1776 Freedom's Calling is hosting an evening with Dinesh D'Souza, best-selling author and documentary film producer, on Thursday, October 24th. This event's new location is the Antonelli Event Center in North Huntington, PA. 1776 Freedom's Calling is very honored to be the only committee in Pennsylvania collaborating with Dinesh D'Souza to inform the Commonwealth about the detrimental effects of socialism. Go to 1776freedomscalling.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Heavy delays continue on the Parkway West, inbound approaching 79, down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound stacks up Roslyn Farms Road to Campbell's Run Road. Outbound Parkway East looking busy, Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Lots of volume outbound on 28 from the Parkway North to the Highland Park Bridge. Gibsonian Road in Richland shut down with a crash between Clearview Road and South Montour Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Turning out mainly clear for tonight and quite chilly with frost over much of the area. The low tonight, 33. There'll be some patchy fog around as well late tonight and into tomorrow morning. For the day tomorrow, mostly sunny, milder, high 63. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, not as cold, low 46. Sunday, sunshine and some clouds. A nice afternoon, 67 degrees. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, Joe Biden is still having some trouble coming up with an explanation for that uh, Ukraine scandal involving his son Hunter. It hasn't been called uh, Huntergate yet. Maybe it could be. I don't even know if they're willing to call it a scandal yet. Some people aren't. Anyway, Joe's the guy who said he's proud of the fact that there were no scandals while he was president, uh, vice president for eight years. That's ridiculous, of course. There have always been plenty of scandals in Washington. And Mark Hyman heads Inside Your World, investigates for Sinclair Television. He's been around for a long time. He's written a book called Washington Babylon, From George Washington to Donald Trump, Scandals That Rocked the Nation. And Mark joins us now. Mark, thanks for being here. Hey, John, it's a, it's a pleasure. And you and I have not been on air with you in a long time, so it's great to be back. i got to tell you, you're right. Scandals go back. They're as old as the Republicans. As a matter of fact, they're older than the Republicans because the first scandal I addressed was before we were a nation. So it, it goes back. And to be honest, if it wasn't for politics and sex, it would be a really, really thin book because <laughs> most of these scandals tend to be revolving around politics and sex. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, but uh, George Washington, you have in the title, was he caught in a lie, or what happened? He actually did cut down the cherry tree, they found out? As a matter of fact, in this case, he was the victim of the scandal. Most people don't realize this, but before he encamped in Valley Forge in the winter of 1777 and 1778, and the historians who are listening right now will know this, George Washington lost every battle up until he went to Valley Forge. And there was a group of generals who were working to depose him as the commanding general of the Continental Army. And it got very close. We may not have had him leading our nation if they had gotten their way. But one of his uh, generals uh, working for him and then kind of a competing general, if you will, Horatio Gates, had this little cabal going on and they were trying to depose him. Washington sniffed it out, found out about it, and then basically channels the Continental Congress and said, Am I the guy or not? And in the end, they kept him in charge. But that was kind of one of the earliest scandals, at least in, in the Washington realm, was George Washington almost fell out of power. That wouldn't have been good. What? What? You, you mentioned that you uh, you have one from or have some beef from before 
uh, George Washington before we became a country? Well, I mean, that was certainly we declared independence in 1776. So, right. but you know, really, I was thinking kind of pre-Constitution. Yeah. So it was really before we formed it. But I've got scandals with Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. And although the book has a lot of political scandals, I do want to make sure your listeners know that I've got sports scandals, and entertainment, national security, and military. So there's a whole genre. There's almost 130 scandals wow. across 240 years of American history. And if your listeners have half as much enjoyment reading it as I did writing it, <laughs> they're going to have a blast. And it, it sounds kind of creepy to say that I had fun writing about scandals. But honestly, I did. And a good friend of mine kind of observed. He said, you know what? Yeah, the sex and politics and money. But some of these people were part of these scandals just due to sheer stupidity. I was just going to ask you that. How much of it was just based on stupidity more than anything else? You know, I I tell people that you're going to read some of these scandals. and, And one of the neat things about the book, I'll say, is because I have so many scandals. The book's just under 500 pages. But it's, it's a fast read. I didn't want to make it a real heavy lift. So the typical scandal is three to four pages long. So I tell people, if you're in the middle of a scandal and you're bored, guess what? A page and a half, you're done. You're on to the next one. Yeah. So I have the kind of the, the, the meat in the whole thing. You can, you can flip through this pretty fast. But I tell people, you'll be shaking your head a lot of times because you're going to go, really? How could you have been so stupid? Now, sadly, there are some other scandals that, weren't that lighthearted, and certainly there was some tragedy involved. Um, I, I tell you, if there's one thing that kind of sticks out to me as a theme, it's amazing how many members of Congress throughout 200 years of history could engage in really bad behavior, including murder, and not be convicted by a jury. It's like they operated by a, a second set of rules than the rest of the people at the time. Kind of like today, I guess. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, how much of that is going on today? Um, you got this slush fund that they have to pay off people who've accused them of, I guess, sexual harassment and worse. Uh, and uh, they've done a good job of covering that up, haven't they? Absolutely. And I wish, you know, at some point I had to call it quits. I mean, I ended up with just about 130 scandals. I, I started off with around 270 that I was looking at, and then I pulled a few out. I didn't like them. I added a few more. But there's some really interesting ones in there, and I will say a few people did okay with the scandals. For the most part, they end badly, but a couple did all right. So um, I've got all the favorites in there. Of course, I've got the Clintons. I've got Anthony Weiner, mm-hmm. uh, without a doubt. Yeah, there's Obama. And frankly, let's be honest, Donald Trump had a scandal or two, the, the, the Access Hollywood tape, and uh, of course, the Russian meddling, and I just want to talk about that for a moment, because okay. they, they talked a lot about how it was collusion, but people don't realize, and uh, um, there was a, a UCLA fellow who wrote a great paper that was published in 2016 before the election and pointed out that the Soviet Union and later, the Russia, later Russia and the uh, U.S. engaged in interfering in democratic elections of other countries 117 times between 1946 and the year 2000. The Russians did it 36 times. The Americans did it 81 times, not including two U.S. engineered coup attempts, which were successful in Iran in 1953 and Guatemala in 1954. So when the the liberal press back in 2016, 2017, and 2018 was breathlessly reporting the Russians meddled in our elections, it happened dozens of times since World War II, and we did it twice as often as they did. So to pretend like 
this was unique or unusual. It was crazy. But as you may recall, John, when the intelligence agencies came out with the January 2017 summary of the Russian meddling, they said our election system was secure. And most of the Russian meddling consisted of stories planted in Russian media outlets, including um, Russia Today, RT, and Sputnik. They're not exactly news destinations for Americans. I don't know of a single person in my life who's ever said, hey, I'm going to turn on RT to see what the news is today. Yeah. Or I'm going to look up Sputnik in the internet. So to suggest that the Russians were somehow these big influencers defies history, defies logic. And in this case, we know how it turned out. Um, it was a, a tight a tight period for me because I actually had to turn my manuscript in. And thank goodness the Mueller report came out and I saw the summary, but I didn't get to read the entire report because that came out later after the manuscript. But anyway, so I addressed that in there as well. And of course, we got the Clintons, and right. I could have filled an entire book up the Clinton scandals. We're talking to uh, Mark Hyman. He wrote uh, the book Washington Babylon from George Washington to Donald Trump Scandals That Rocked the Nation. So let's, um, let's do uh, Abe Lincoln. He couldn't possibly have had a scandal. You know, actually, I don't have a scandal involving Abe See, Lincoln. He's the man. Except, except Andrew Johnson, who followed oh. him. Remember, Andrew Johnson was the first president who was impeached. Right. And a lot of that was kind of the fallout from the Lincoln presidency. Not that Lincoln was to blame, but your listeners may not know. Abraham Lincoln was Republican. Andrew Johnson was a Democrat. In fact, Lincoln, when he ran for election, got rid of his Republican running mate and picked a Democrat from Tennessee to be his running mate. And he thought it was important for the sake of the country to bring everyone together. So it was kind of bipartisanship long before people even started talking about it. But Andrew Johnson wasn't quite as loyal to the Union cause, wasn't quite as loyal to what transpired after the end of the Civil War. And that's what led to his uh, impeachment. And, of course, as, as uh, your listeners know, he was not removed. He uh, won by a single vote. Um, I want to make sure and put a plug in now for your listeners. The book goes on sale mm -hmm. this Tuesday, October 22nd. Of course, it's available for pre-orders at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Books A Million, lots of places they can order it online. But it should be in most bookstores on Tuesday. I'm excited about this. And, and John, even though I'm a conservative, I made the book bounce. So I have Republicans, and I have Democratic scandals. I wasn't going to decide. I was going to do one part or the other. As a matter of fact, since this covers 240 years of American history, I have 15 American political parties throughout history that have scandals there. And, John, I hope you're sitting down because this may shock you. Even the straight arrow Federalists wow. have scandals. Wow. Well, i got to ask you this because um, I, I'm, I uh, grew up with this guy. Uh, and I'm wondering, and, and I'm wondering if, if retroactive scandals count, because uh, my question is, <laughs> did the media at the time and has history since uh, given JFK a pass? Well, JFK had a couple scandals in there, everything from certainly the Bay of Pigs and certainly his um, relationships with women that he was not married to. Um, so certainly, I don't know about anyone else, but I've covered those. And certainly, Judith Exner was his girlfriend that he shared with Sam Giancana, who was a mobster. And of course, one of the things I was able to do with some of these scandals is when they initially broke, there was kind of a story. I've had the luxury of seeing what's transpired since then. And in some cases, it's years or even decades later before the rest of the story came out. So I'm able to add some more perspective to a scandal that 
people didn't initially know when it broke. And we all know now that, that Sam Giancana helped JFK with the election. His, their mutual girlfriend, Judith Exner, was actually carrying satchels of money from the White House to Sam Giancana. Wow. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's a big one. And, and uh, when I hear this stuff, uh, and, and when you think about this, what I mean, how many how many of the scandals did you find that would not have survived 20, uh, maybe maybe got by a little bit back when they happened, but would have been much worse if we had 21st century media at the time? So Robert Potter was a congressman from North Carolina, he was elected in 1832. He was extremely jealous of his younger, very attractive wife and for the longest time was convinced she was having affairs on him. By 1834, he lost it. He snapped. He tracked down the two men he believed were having affairs <laughs> with his wife, tied each of them up, and castrated both men. Oh! Tucked them into bed, and then notified the doctor before whispering to them, don't tell anyone you don't have testicles, because that's embarrassing. Wow. And even then, when he was... When he was arrested and charged with malicious wounding, even then, the U.S. House of Representatives chose not to expel him from the, that chamber. So what, would, what was the standard to have someone expelled if that didn't make it? No, there were a few people expelled, but you know that, there was another member of Congress in 1854 who shot his waiter at the Willard Hotel in Washington because he didn't think he was serving him breakfast fast enough. <laughs> and he was acquitted. He was acquitted in trial because... And your listeners who are historians may know this. Back in those days, the worst people in America were the Irish. And oh, the yeah. jury was not going to convict a member of Congress for shooting an Irishman because the prevailing attitude was Irishmen were slow, lazy, and ignorant. And they deserved and so he it. he shot and yeah. killed his waiter, and they like, there's no way we're going to convict you. You're good. You're going to go back to work. Wow. So, uh, how? I mean... More scandals involving sex or more involving money? Or both? Is it, are they tied? No, I tell you, it's, it's actually, it's sex. It really is. At the end of the day, it's just sex. Just I, When I worked at this, I really worked hard to try to find other issues. And I wanted to have a Washington influence in every story. And I have to confess to your listeners, I wasn't 100%, but I was pretty close. There were a couple... You'll probably go, oh, Mark, that was a stretch. I didn't see the Washington connection. Yeah. But I tried to have a Washington influence in all of it. So I do have sports scandals. I have entertainment scandals. I have national security, military, and so forth. But if, if I put brought out a scale, the sex scandals alone would outweigh everything else because there's just so many of them. And then money and politics kind of are often are intertwined in this, whether it's bribery or, or people sometimes just getting income for – in the House of Representatives and, and the U.S. Senate, as a matter of fact, there were limitations on outside income, how much you can earn um, outside of, of retirement or book royalties. And there were members of Congress who actually had secret jobs on the side making money, full-time paychecks that they got wow. in trouble for. I got about a minute left, a little bit over a minute left, and I'm up against a hard break. So um, if you, you said you had a long list of scandals. I forget the number you gave me, but... If you were to rank them one through whatever that number is, where would Bill Clinton and Monica rank on that list? You know, that was such a great one. I mean, it, it was 
it, I think because we had so much information. Yeah. I, mean, I had to do research. I had to read historical newspapers in the 1830s. But that one, we had a lot more information. And that certainly has got to be near the top because the, the media on the left pretended like nothing ever happened. It was pretty obvious. And, of course, the DNA testing told us everything that we need to know. Right. Yeah, there was there, there. So I want to remind your listeners again, the book goes on sale on, on uh, Tuesday in bookstores, but it's available for pre-order now. It's called Washington Babylon from George Washington, Donald Trump, Scandals of Rock the Nation. This is Mark Hyman. Um, don't confuse me with the other guy who's a doctor. He's got all sorts of wellness books. That's not me. But um, go ahead and place your order. I think your listeners will have fun with it. And it's one of those. It's trivia. And frankly, every radio host should have them because every fact you want to know about major scandals is in the book. All right. I appreciate it, Mark. Good luck with it. Thanks, John. Okay, thank you. That's Mark Hyman. The book is Washington Babylon, from George Washington to Donald Trump, Scandals That Rocked the Nation, and I'll be right back. G'day. I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats, and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair dinkum. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget with plug-in pest-free. We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean, and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. 
Capella has a great sale going on right now. Get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. 1776 Freedom's Calling is hosting an evening with Dinesh D'Souza, best-selling author and documentary film producer, on Thursday, October 24th. This event's new location is the Antonelli Event Center in North Huntington, PA. 1776 Freedom's Calling is very honored to be the only committee in Pennsylvania collaborating with Dinesh D'Souza to inform the Commonwealth about the detrimental effects of socialism. Go to 1776freedomscalling.com. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Super Mega Fish Oil. Get the third bottle free. Packed with omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Mega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Dogs love it. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Buy two. Get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. More stupidity to end the week. Um, here's the thing I don't understand. I, I'm not able to get an answer to this question, but, you know, you're planning an event for kids. And you think about all the options that are out there. Uh, you know, uh, I guess you can't get a clown these days because kids are afraid of them. But uh, bring in a fireman to talk to them, a firefighter, sorry. Uh, or also, um, you know, a magician might work. Maybe somebody in to play some good, funny, you know, kids' music for them, something that they'd enjoy. What's the deal? We've talked about this before, but it keeps popping up. What's the deal with drag queens? Who thinks that drag queens appeal to kids? I don't know why they would appeal to anybody but uh, other than other drag queens, but who thinks what adult says, you know... You know what we should do for the kids uh, for this uh, this event we're going to have? Let's bring in some drag queens. So on the uh, campus of Michigan State University, they hosted two drag queens to read and dance with the kiddies. It was uh, in celebration of National Coming Out Day, which is another thing. What are we celebrating about you coming out? I don't care. I mean, why am I celebrating it? Why do we have a day about just do it and leave people alone about it? Just shut up about it. Celebration of National Coming Out Day. So they brought in two uh, drag queens, one named Asio Aviance and Cash Monet. They read children's books focused on LGBTQ pride and the hardships people face in the uh, people in this culture face. They're children. They're little kids. Here's what you should need to know: they don't care about you. They don't care about your pride, and they don't care about your hardships. They want to laugh. They want to eat something with sugar in it. You know, they want to have fun. Leave them alone. Drag queens. They got their, they, I, fortunately, they were going to have them at the Carnegie Library. I guess they've done it. The last one was canceled because people woke, somebody woke up and said, this is really dumb. So that's your stupidity to end the week. I want to thank Erin uh, Byrne for doing her usual job of great producing during the week. And I will talk to you on Monday. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Group.